Welcome to 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness with your host, Dr. Rob Bell. Dr. Rob interviews expert coaches, executives, and athletes about mental toughness and their hinge moments. The hinge. It connects who we are with who we've become, and it only takes one. And now for your host, Dr. Rob. Thirty-nine years old, a dad of five, that was diagnosed with a type of cancer, and I think it was the day before we started, we went to his viewing. He lost his battle, so that was so inspiring. And then the little girl Izzy, I think from your area, and all the different people. It just seemed like everywhere we turned, we met different people that. We're struggling with cancer or their loved one, and then, of course, Maury, having the three types of cancer, and she pushes on. We wrote everyone's name down on a piece of paper, and I, pers- I purposely brought that with us. This podcast, "15 Minutes of Mental Toughness," is brought to you by our sponsor, SOS Rehydrate. It's an organic drink mix, as effective as an IV drip. It's proven by science and used by elite athletes because only the best will do for elite athletic performance. So for all your hydration needs, our listeners today get 15% off if you enter the code mental toughness at INeedSOS.com. This episode is brought to you by Some Sleep. Go to getsome.com. That's G-E-T-S-O-M.com. We all deserve a better night's sleep. You drink one can 30 minutes before bed, and it's that simple. This awesome blend lets you not only fall asleep fast, but then wake up feeling absolutely refreshed, not hungover or foggy. You're going to absolutely love this product. And In fact, if you go to getsome.com and enter in the promo code, Dr. Rob Bell, D-R-R-O-B-B-E-L-L, you get 10% off. Guarantee you're going to love this product. Go there right away. So our guest today, this is going to be the first uh, podcast with two guests. They're two lovely women in the Midwest, uh, part of the ultra running community, and both of them are cancer advocates. Our first guest in 2015, she set out to complete five 100-mile races in eight months. Four of them part of the 2015 Kansas Grand Slam of ultra running. Um, she, she completed them all, and since then, 30 ultras, 11 of them being 100 milers. So we know we're talking with uh, people that are mentally tough today. In February 2016, this gets better. In February 2016, she crossed Puerto Rico, 187 miles from east to west, raising over $3,000 while she was doing it. And then recently, as she celebrated her second year of being a cancer warrior, and this is recent, in 2018, she crossed Indiana. So 382 miles from south to north, while at the same time raising over $7,000. Our first guest today is Maury Bailey. Now... I'm also pleased to introduce our second guest, and you'll see why we're doing these both together. Uh, 
The guest is a wife and mother to, of six kids, which is mental toughness right there. She herself has completed over 30 full marathons, over 10 50Ks, nine 50 milers, and the IT100 was her first 100 miler. She followed that with the St. Pat, Pat's 24-hour race of 101 miles, and then the Kettle 100, along with Maury, and then the Jack 100. And she also followed that up with Crossing for the Cure. She's part of, of Maury's support team running across Indiana. Our second guest today is Denise Pointer. Denise and Maury, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Rob, for inviting us. You know, I mean, I just read these bios and just think of mental toughness and, and this sounds a whole lot easier than I'm sure these things were. Let's start out with that, if you can. What, in, in each of your own voices, what, what is mental toughness to you? I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead this is, and, uh, and share with you. I mean, uh, mental toughness is, um, for me, it's that... It's that uh, motivation uh to reach that goal but not only um uh with uh, conviction and resilience but with the idea of never giving up and um it's just it's that fire that fuels each step that you take and mental toughness to me is is going beyond what you can uh, you think you can do and chasing or, or striving the possibilities of what you could do it's embracing those possibilities and not giving up so that's what mental toughness is to me I was so fueled by David Goggins' quote, everybody comes to a point in their life when they want to quit, but it's what you do at that moment that determines who you are. And it is exactly that, mental toughness. It's planning your mental status when you're running a long race, pushing through, never giving opportunity in your mind for quitting, pushing on, not focusing on any pain, pushing on to the end, envisioning yourself finishing, and so on. So you you both were part of Crossing Indiana, so 382-mile run from south to north. Um, Maury, why? I mean, what was the, um, why do this? For a cure. That right there, the last part of it. Um, as part of my, my ultra-distance of what if, what if, what is possible? What can I do? How far can I push uh, my body? How far? How much uh, can I endure? Um, I, I wanted to uh, to see how far I can go. At the same time, I wanted to be able to help um, on the charities and 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 the different uh, passions that I have for philanthropy. I wanted. To uh, join those two in, in something big and huge and impactful. And it's places, you know, cross places that I uh, call home. At the same time, raising funds for um, kiddos uh, at uh, Riley and San Jorge. All of those kiddos that um, 
need some aid. And later on, I focused on pediatrics. So, what better than to cross from end to end uh, places you'll call home, sending a message, raising funds, and just seeing how far your body and your mind could go. And yes, of course, you know, we could have done east to west, never been 150 miles. But, uh, we we needed to do if you're gonna go go all the way and uh, south to north just like the blood flows through your body by what what we envisioned and um, we made it through and and so walk walk us through if you can you know what this what this experience was like I mean how when it when it really really got tough, I mean, what what were some of those instances like that that really stand out to you about this experience from from crossing Indiana from south to north? Well, Rob, um, we had a friend that, in the midst of planning this, thirty nine years old, a dad of five, that was diagnosed with a type of cancer, and I think it was the day before we started, we went to. His his viewing, he, he lost his battle. So that was so inspiring. And then the little girl, Izzy, I think from your area, mm-hmm. and all the different people. It just seemed like everywhere we turned, we met different people that were struggling with cancer or their loved one. And then, of course, Maury, having the three types of cancer, and she pushes on. So I think we showed you, I know I shared with you that we wrote everyone's name down on a piece of paper. And I pers- I purposely brought that with us to look at during different moments, during boring country roads of nonstop 30 miles looking straight ahead with no turn um, to sort of motivate us and inspire us. A few moments in, in which things got tough. Weather, the highway. <laughs> <laughs> going through through the highway, the terrain. Um, and uh, those little voices, both uh, internal or external, that um, would bring in a little bit of a doubt. Um, is, uh, is the body going to hold? Is the aid going to be uh, there? And um, being mentally tough or having to reach in reach down dig deep um, were those moments um, in which um, you would turn those into fuel to keep moving forward and, and not quit and those those tough moments were supported by by the memory of Peoples you're doing it for, Dan, Izzy, the kiddos of the different foundations. And when you have that um, uh, in the back of your mind, when you're doing it not only uh, for yourself, but for others that are counting on you, uh, that that helps um, keep you moving forward um, and reach in and, and get that mental toughness that that you need to get the job done, to get the goal, attain that goal. 
And with, and with your experience, so obviously, I mean, I love the theme about others because no one gets there alone. And, and I'm, I'm glad, you know, I really just got to meet you both. When, when that voice kicks in, because, I mean, you, you'll go for 30-mile training runs. Um, when, that, when that voice kicks in, what are, what are the things that you focus on to overcome that? I focus on the fact that, um, or on people that I have given a word or a promise, and that keeps me accountable. And I focus that each step um, is, a, is a celebration of my life, of their life, and the opportunity uh, of hope and possibilities of what what can be achieved. It's not what will be achieved, but what can be achieved. Mm. And I think that one thing that really motiva motivated me, for one, the gift of life and able to bounce out of bed and go run 30 miles for a training run or whatever. And also when I let sort of let Maury lead because we are a little bit of a different pace, but, um, I was just so inspired by looking at her body from behind and seeing her move forward with such passion. It was very emotional at times, to be honest, and to think that she is fighting for health and so on, but she's pushing forward. And I never thought that she wouldn't reach her goal. She's just stubborn enough to get there. So, Denise. When you were watching, you know, your, your partner here in life, I mean, watching Maury run, what, you know, across Indiana, what, what's the memory that really stands out to you about that experience? That she had a mission and there was absolutely nothing that was going <laughs> to stand in her way. Now, she did warn me that the biggest thing I was going to struggle with was, was patience because we run at radically different paces. <laughs> but um, I was looking at her and, you know, we were fighting with that stroller on a country road. I think I shared that with you in an email. And spell, spell, spell that out for, uh, walk, walk, walk the listeners through that, that stroller experience. The, the stroller was great because the alternator went out on the vehicle that was gonna move the trailer every 25 miles. So that's day one. So we are without supplies for a few hours because was it almost 30 miles, right? So we had to bring our, we brought the stroller, the jogging stroller and filled it up with a thermos of coffee and extra clothing and so on. And that was gonna be, you know, lighting our headlamps and so on. So we're on this country road and it's big gravel, not, not smooth gravel big chunks of gravel and I'm you know my back is burning now from pushing it and I, there was no way I was going to have Maury push it knowing her health issues and so on so that was probably that was a crucial moment of mental toughness I think but she never never was negative ever she was always positive look up to the starry light at uh, night the sky, the lights, the stars in the sky. And then at one point she said that she needed to um, rest on the side of the road 
roll, rolling herself up in a tarp for seven minutes to give herself a, seven minutes. <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? We, something could get us out here. I mean, it was a totally dark country road at after 11, it felt like. But um, she rolled herself up in a little tarp and took a seven minute nap while I drank some coffee on the side of the road. So she's just pushing forward. There was nothing that was going to stop her. And that was so motivating. I could never complain knowing her health status. And and really, I was just telling her, it was never like you had pain running day, day after day. You really never, we never had a pain, like running 100 over a 24-hour period. It wasn't like that. 23-mile-hour mm -hmm. winds, headwinds all the time. doesn't matter if we um, we were on Highway uh, 67, which is a very, very busy highway, and the wind was just cutting through. Skin, you could feel it skin deep, all the way into your bones. And, and uh, <laughs> as much as we tried to increase our pace, <laughs> we were just hitting the wall with that wind. And I think that was um that was a point that required a little that that was tough it was tough because you felt yourself not moving not moving forward not being able to continue um to make significant progress and, and since it's in a highway and you don't have any have any point of reference you really don't know if you're actually right. moving or not. <laughs> so so that one was was and how long was how long was that stretch that stretch was um, 20 so It's a 20-mile 20 20 stretch with a 30-mile-an-hour headwind? With yeah. big trucks blowing, blowing by you. Right, it actually um, moved us to the side, and, and there, was, a, there was, was one particular section of that 20-mile stretch in which we went um, over a bridge, and the bridge hardly had any any um any sideline so it was a leap of faith of you know Denise was like the places you take me through <laughs> so it was a small bridge 67 the vehicles are going over 60 miles per hour um, but it was a, a pivotal moment at that time because for me it represented a, a the bridge of of specific places, and I'm going to share with you right now. Um, as a cancer, she as shared a, this with me before we went over that bridge. For while yeah. we were going over that bridge. After, after, so, so as a, as a patient recently diagnosed, uh, you go to these clinics, and specifically here in Indiana, uh, they try to make the exterior of the clinics uh, appealing. You know, you're, you're going there for healing. You're going there um, for hope. And one thing they do have is they have a pergola threshold going into the building. And in that pergola threshold, they have the names of people who, who have passed. So now that's a, that's a double-edged sword, you know, because as a recently diagnosed uh, person, you, you're, you're going to that place for hope. But you're seeing a memorial of those who passed. So 
one thing I promised myself is that my name was not going to be on any of those pillars. <laughs> so when we were crossing that bridge, I shared with Denise, our names are not going to be on the side of this bridge. We're going to cross on the other side and keep on going. And um, that's how it felt, you know. It uh, the rush of the vehicles, yes. You know, you're 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 scared, but you have faith. You move forward, and you keep on going. I love that story. That's that's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, analogy. I mean, really, real life. I mean, but but I can picture that. When when you would rest, can you can you kind of walk us through that? Like, what were those rests like? And then when you got up to go again, you know, after these long stretches, what what did it take at those moments? So I'm kind of a data number person. <laughs> Actually, I'm a geek number person, and um, I have a personal correlation to specific periods of time um, and uh, I have um, been fortunate enough to train my brain to respond to those as well <laughs> and my body to respond to those as well so in the planning phase of this of this journey um, I uh, I was a, a little bit more detailed uh, sharing with with the rest of uh, of the people who, who wanted to be part of, of this journey. And I almost um, I almost went to the minute, let's put it that way, on the expectation of arriving to an area, the expectation of nutrition, the expectation of rest. And uh, um, also um, having that um, response on my brain, my mind, and the attitude that, okay, the time is up, let's keep moving. So for, for example, on the first, uh, the first rest break, um, it was intended to be seven minutes as needed with the alarm set to that. Bundle up, check out, and then check back in, che and then check back, yeah, check back in and, and get up and go. Well, obviously, one of the things that you learn in being an ultra-distance runner is that you have to adapt. <laughs> adapt to the changes that come through. So um, uh, one thing that um, we had to change is, um, and we spoke about this, is... Um, we rested a little bit longer because of the people who were with us, right? So um, you have to take care of yourself, but it became more important to make sure that the ones, that the people who were donating, you know, volunteering their time, spending their hours with us were also um, taken care of. So. It would be whatever it was needed. So it changed from the specific specificity of seven minutes here, seven minutes there, get up and go, to... So, I mean, you had, you had this planned out by the minute, 
and then you made adjustments along the way. Can you, you mentioned something about your response. Like, can you talk about how did you train your mind in terms of response? So, um, so I started, and, and this goes, this goes beyond um, my, uh, my moving into uh, running and distance running. This goes to my childhood with, uh, with a father who gave me um, pure example of hard work and determination. And uh, he would he would have three different um, jobs in uh, the military that he served. And his plan was to uh, uh, be able to reach um, ranking in a certain period of time. So he would sit uh, with us at the table, sleep for three minutes, get up and go. I saw that as an example. And I tried it a few times as a youngster. You know, you want to mimic your parents. <laughs> and uh, no, it didn't work that well. <laughs> I was either too sleepy in class and uh, lazy and so on. But later in life, um, <laughs> as I wanted to uh, mimic that and, and have my father be proud of me as I move towards a career, I, uh, I use sound uh, to, to train the mind, just similar to, to what you would do for um, uh, Pavlovian responses. And I did it on myself. And I would choose a specific sound with a specific wavelength. And, um, and I would convince myself that this is the time to move or this is the time to uh, eat. And I only chose two things uh, because I didn't want to, um, I, I was doing an experiment of myself. And that's what I did. And the magic number in order for me to get up and continue moving for more than um, 12, 13, 14 hours is seven. So the alarm on the phone has a specific wavelength that specific wavelength triggers in me a response of, okay, you're up. Your, your systems, all systems must go. And that's what I did to train myself on um, on the response. I'm getting getting up and going with seven minutes. How long did it how long did it take to train your mind and train the response? And that was years. Um, because it, it went from career, so my studies in college, and then I translated it to ultra to distance running. Now, granted, I have always been a book geek, a bookworm, so I did not. My first attempt at um, sports and physical activity uh, was very, um, very late in life. I would say early nineties. And it was just a little bit here and there. But when I started running, um, I ran for somebody else who was um, affected by cancer and uh, they couldn't do that run. So I had to train and they said, no, you're tag, you're it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so it took me years 
So uh, to get to the point in which my mind, my brain would respond. But when it came to ultra distance, uh, I would say it took me um, four years. From 2010, which I did my first ultra, the Huntington Ultra Frigid, to 2014, in which I attempted and completed my first 100. That was the time that it took for me to go ahead and, and um, fine-tune that practice that I had done since um, since early early adulthood, you know, youngster. So I would say that I, I have mastered that. Even, 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 even with the new, the new conditions and the changes and the mutations that are going on, um, I'm, I'm able to do that. So that's how I did it. No, and I didn't salivate like a doggy. I do treat myself with cookies, though, <laughs> but I didn't salivate. <laughs> that's, uh, that's fascinating. I absolutely love it. Um, I guess Denise sort of the same question for you like what's what's the technique for you to to keep going when you have to make adjustments and when things get really really tough what what is it that you use i often will think of all of my children and that's so motivating i would never want to tell them that i quit or i couldn't go any further i remember my son my oldest son who's now an engineer he was in his late teens and he took me to my first um, ultra. And I remember him asking me like the worst question, what if you can't finish? And that was just so motivating. And I told him, Mark, I will finish this race. So I, I try to think, I try to plan my thoughts too. Um, of what I'll think about, you know, after when you're running 24, 30 hours, you have to have things that you're thinking on that are motivating you. Um, those pushed me, but with this Indiana run with Maury, just thinking of her was motivating enough. And I just did half of it with her. And then I came back to the, where she was at somewhere at the Noblesville for Muncie mm -hmm. to see her. And I knew how inspiring and encouraging it was to see people along the way. And we just had a great group of people that helped us. We could have never done it without them. Denise, I'm going to stay with you and then I'm going to ask more of the same question, but Denise, what what have you learned about yourself with all the races that, that you've done? Well, I haven't done near the 100 milers that Maury has done, but I went to do the Kettle Moraine, and I think I shared this with you. I wanted to go alone. I didn't want to have a pacer like I did on the other hundreds that I had done. So we went together, but you know, you're not running with a person that you go to a race with the whole time and we're different pace paces anyway. So, um, it was through the night and I had to focus on other things, mind control and really talk myself into some mental toughness to go Further, I was—I felt like I was hallucinating, seeing little moths and following them in my eyes, and seeing things cross over my pathway, and just literally fumbling with my headlamp through a, a trail in Wisconsin, looking at the guy ahead of me cross cross a road, stumble across the road, and I had to give myself a harsh talking to, 
and a couple people had called me. My kids, I planned for them to call me through the night to be some motivation to me. And I became very emotional and just really pushed myself past that point. Um, also, on that race, during that race, um, it was an out and back, like I mentioned before. So, and then you circle around, and I saw I was having a little bit of a, a pity party, um, a very emotional pity party through the night at maybe mile 80. When you start doing the math of 100 miles, I got 20 more to go. This is going to take me. You just don't want to go there mentally. You don't want to start subtracting the miles right. that you've done. Right. Um, but I had to give myself just a strong talking to, and it really pushed me to the end. Just let me get through this mile. Once I get through this mile, then I'm going to get through the next mile. And there was never a thought of quitting, just pushing forward. I think it makes you mentally tough when you do those longer races. And I did learn something that it is good to have a pacer. It's good to have maybe not even necessarily a pacer, but a crew that you have at the end to look forward to or that's looking out for you. Um, that that I learned from doing that race. Maury, what's... The same question for you. What what have you learned throughout all your experiences? Well, I tell you, Rob, um, it's a uh, one thing I've learned um, throughout this uh, adventure and and the gift of being able to go and go long is um, is patience. Patience to. Um, to continue to to make a, a movement, to listen, to share, and to be open to uh, to the people, the places, the sounds, the noises, the smells, um, and receive them as as part of that experience, as part of that journey. I've learned that um, you know y you need in order to uh, get from one point A to point B in life. You can have all the motive of well, self-motivation of trying to do it for yourself. But um, but being able to do it for others and and with others um, is uh, is more gratifying and um, and uh, and fulfilling. And I've learned that um, you need, and I emphasize the word need, you need a hand um, to hold you up or for you to hold them up. And that, that's what I learned with these distance. The ultra running community in general is fantastic, but with this particular journey, Crossing Indiana. Hoosiers are fantastic. Mm -hmm. People came out from uh, Everywhere. our running community, but they also came out from the different communities, the different towns that we were going through. And they, they offered their hand and they offered their help. And with that, whew, that fueled you to go even further, to continue on, to move on. And then for this particular crossing, it's a crossing for a cure. We shared, you know, 
the, the goal of, of fundraising for pediatric cancer research. It was amazing, amazing to see how many people were touched by cancer, maybe family, a relative, a co-worker. And they were willing to be part of this journey and help in any way possible. Strangers opened their homes saying, well, why don't you guys come and rest over here? Um, I stayed one hotel. We stayed in a hotel. You know, we went to a hotel <laughs> to to use uh, the facilities, and the lady was kind enough to open up, you know, the areas for us. And 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 it's that that connection mm -hmm. that you have when you understand that yes, you are tough, you are strong, but you need someone because no one gets there. That's uh, that's fantastic. I absolutely love it. With people that are listening to this, more what what can you tell them? What can you share with them about you know what we need to do with mental toughness and and life and moving forward and and being the best possible version of ourselves. You know what, Rob? It's it's. It's that having that motivation be fueled by not just yourself, but beyond yourself. You see, when you find that um, somebody else is counting on that uh, goal to be met, may it be, I mean, let's put it from, from different perspective. May it be food on the table. May it be um, medical bills. May it be attaining uh, an amount for them to uh, be able to fulfill their dream. You, if you concentrate that motivation mm -hmm. to reach that goal and fuel it with somebody else that is counting on you, there's more likely more likely that in those tough times, you'll be able to call upon that that memory of that person, or hear their voice, or, or look at their picture if you're carrying it with you, and um, it'll push you forward. And the reward and gratitude um, mm. and, uh, would be even greater because you would share that. And with Denise, them. the same thing. What what advice can we give to individuals listening here for about life and being the best version of ourselves? said along the way you know you I don't think you see it as much in road races but in the ultra trail running community everybody's encouraging everyone I'm not competing against Maury in a race necessarily we're encouraging everyone along the way we had so many people that came out to encourage us and it was it was an emotional thing for me to see all of these people giving up their time with, they have families like I have a family. They have things to do like I have things to do. But they gave up their time to help us reach our goal. And I thought back, it's because of Maury. She volunteers for different ultra races. She's helping in the community always. And here she's running this whole state to give back to children that are, you know, suffering with cancer. Um, it's just to look around, maybe encourage someone, maybe help lift their burden to help them get to the end and not be so focused on me succeeding. And that was just so motivating when we did the Jack run. We didn't 
you know, we had no pomp and circumstance at the end. <laughs> Basically, I finished and she finished. But um, it was great. It wasn't like doing some big race for, so that we can say, wow, we ran 100 miles in however many hours. We raise money for others. And just investing in others is such a rich life. You know, I'm so thankful that I just got to meet you both and, and to this interview today is, uh, has helped me tremendously and so I know it's going to help a lot of people. Where can people uh, follow you and, and just be able to uh, learn more about you and, and get in touch with you? It's Indiana Crossing for a Cure as well. Now on on November 15th, we uh, we were able to uh, take to Riley Hospital uh, the the portion of our funds that we raised for them. And on winter solstice, 1221, at 1221, we will be going to uh, San Jorge to take the other check uh, for them. So you can follow us at Indiana Crossing for a Cure, both on Facebook and on Mighty Cause. And thank you. <laughs> oh, works fantastic. Thank you both so much for, for being part of this. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Rob. And thank you for bringing listeners um, the opportunity of, of li listening to different perspectives of, of uh, mental toughness. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for listening to the Mental Toughness Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can also check us out on Twitter at Dr. Rob Bell or visit our website at drrobbell.com.